Hello, this is John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. Versus the World Productions. What has been heard cannot be unheard. www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. I don't like this place. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now... On with the show! For Sunday the 16th of September 2012, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I am Grail. And I'm Dexa. Well, ah! I've just been assaulted by my cans. Excuse me. Gotcha. Uh, so, welcome to Casually Hardcore. We are experimenting with a new audio setup, so if you are detecting any stream issues or audio problems, please let us know promptly, and we'll see what uh, can be done to fix them. So, especially when we get to the fourth half of the show, when we are taking your calls via Skype. We'll be taking your calls via Skype via a different method this time around, and we'll be interested in hearing how it sounds to you guys, and if there are any issues... So your feedback is encouraged and welcomed. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, yeah, yeah, go down, go down now. So I'll be tweaking things during the show. The Viking score. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those football things, isn't it? My game's still going on, so um, this is really weird to get used to with these headsets. The delay is a little different than I'm used to. So a small amount of delay, so we'll tweak it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna take. We might listen, have to listen to each other like directly through the air. I know that'd be weird. That ain't right. Hear what people are saying when oh. they're saying it. <gasps> Silence. Uh, we're 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 currently in hardcore configuration. Yes, yes we are. Apparently, we yeah. are. So I, we were expecting casually hardcore, but we are currently in hardcore configuration. It has been an interesting series of weeks. Um, since we're in the about-to-be-announced tangent section, so yes. here we go. Tangents are kind of a big deal. 
checks out. Welcome to the tangent section of Casually Hardcore. Excuse me, Hardcore. Hardcore. Um, Iolite had uh, a retreat partial weekend. Mm. So all of Friday overnight into the top half of uh, Saturday. So she's recovering from that weird uh, interruption of normal schedule. So she's off uh, getting a grip on life. Makes sense. Yeah. So, and uh, Gwenora is off uh, doing the work thing, and a responsible adult. What? Doing what he's agreed to do, you know, when he agreed to do it. That's crazy. Pshaw. Whatever. Ever, comma, what, indeed. All right. And then there was us. And then yes. You, you freakishly uh, dressed uh, uh, football people. That's right. That's right. It's Sunday. Sunday. A cowboy and a Viking. It is always... A small miracle that we even show up on Sundays when there's football <laughs> Sunday, going Sunday, on. Sunday. <laughs> or indeed a large miracle. Yeah, <laughs> however you want to look at it. So yeah, definitely have football going on. Um, the Vikings are playing and actually just tied the game, so that's why I was cheering a moment ago. Vikings! And the Cardinals are surprisingly yeah. winning, at least last time I looked at the score, winning against the Patriots. And which I'm actually rooting for them because... Right before you guys arrived, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and, and uh, niece, nieces were here. And my brother-in-law has some money riding on this. Really? Like 70 to 1. Oh, yeah. For, it was, uh, he had bet that they would win their first two games. Oh, my God. And because the second game was up against New, New England. Yeah, the odds are The just... odds were 70 to 1. Well, they're looking like they're going to. They might. They're, they're, they're up by two points with two minutes left to go. And they so, had just got the ball back. So And they've been pretty solid all game. So he's in there. <laughs> Daddy needs seven bills. Come on. <laughs> Telling me there's a chance. He put 10 bucks on the game. Yeah. And but 70 to 1. That's not a bad deal. <laughs> so he may be walking away with some cash. Yeah, claim money. that on my taxes. Wow, I totally declared <laughs> that. <my taxes. laughs> uh, guy in IRC. Probably should acknowledge him since I. Who? Who? <sighs> Fine. If you're joining us live, and you should be, mm-hmm. and you're in the internet relay chat, and you should be. You will find our very own IRC rep, nay, producer, the Barry Von Awesome. Barry White, save my life. If you have things to bring to the attention of the show hosts during the show, please do not personal message us directly. You will be summarily ignored. Yeah. The black void that you are. Actually, the chance of what will happen is, is what happened to me today. That's I got a personal message last week, and I just saw it today. So <laughs> usually, as long as you're cool with me responding in a week's time, that's right. you can feel free to PM. Otherwise, Please send your PMs to the aforementioned Barry VA, Yes, he will bring them to our attention. And Works. we thank you for that, and we thank him for his service. Right. So, we got a call-in topic today as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. As put together by Grail, who actually looks at the research thread and composes the Google Docs spreadsheet every Sunday morning. And the cutoff time for getting stuff mentioned is usually... About 8 a.m. 8 a.m. I mean, I give it one last look because it usually takes me <laughs> at least a half hour to get this mess together. And so, I'll give it one last glance over it, especially now that I'm embedding the names of our researchers in our sheet that we use. If you want so, credit, if you want the big shout out. Yeah. Really, we no longer look back at that thread. <laughs> After 8 a.m. So, you got to gotta get there. I even This week, Arizona. I even put the name of the thread in, in there. Yeah. So, we are... 100% relying on Google Docs. If Google Docs goes down, this show is over. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, so anyhow, Google! 
the Colin topic this week is a little bit personal because it actually somewhat affected us, even no, though no, 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 lies. Well, yeah, there's a lot of debate. There, there over was this. no hack. No, no. Yeah, no. there was no it, hack. There was no hack. It was simply an external force that caused the problem. Right. That's a hack. Yeah, you idiots. That corrupted our router tables. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> hmm. But anyway, so uh, this is really in in response to Anonymous, who's been in the news for a couple things lately. Obviously, the we talked about last week was the UDID release by one of their members, not an official Anonymous uh, action, anonymous. but somebody affiliated and supported by them. Uh, and then secondly, we had the GoDaddy outage, which affected a good chunk of the internet, Hello. including <laughs> our site, Nowise, and the uh, aforementioned VTWProductions.com. So the question that we have is, is Anonymous a force that actually is promoting change or at least discussion, or are they just a bunch of criminals? And which side do you come down on? And what, why? What, yeah, and why? Or is it a blending of the two? Because, I mean, to me, it was one of those, especially with the GoDaddy outage, it was one of those things where a lot of the sites that I went to were affected by this. Because, I mean, they're a huge, huge. Host, huge hosting company. I think it was like over a million sites were, oh, yeah. were quoted. Because uh, even if you don't host with them, a lot of my sites, like we don't host with GoDaddy. We host with Squarespace. But GoDaddy performs our DNS for us. Yes. Because we're, they are our registrar for VTWProductions.com. Right. So we were still screwed. Yeah. So... Definitely affecting, but for me, it was just one of those weird experiences to go, I almost feel like I'm in a badly written movie about the internet, yeah. where like, somebody is able to just crash a gigantic portion of it, and like the fact we live in a world where there is a somewhat loosely organized, but organized group of super hackers. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is almost surreal when you think about it. Like, I, you know, you looked at movies like The Net or oh, Hackers God, don't mention, mention or, the name of or the evil things one. like that where you're just like, oh, this is so ridiculous. And now you look and you go, okay, well, maybe it wasn't so, so ridiculous. Yes, there's some horrible terminology, but the overall concept of somebody having that much influence or effect on our daily lives and how much we rely on the Internet, it, you know, it's a big deal. And the fact that they can hack passwords in like three seconds. Yeah. Well, just... You know, use the hacking program. Well, yeah, duh. Ah, well. Did you just do another Vikings <laughs> No, this thing? was a Vikings just lost the game. Oh, <laughs> no. Or I'm sorry, there's eight seconds left, but they just They're went down. They're not going to recover. Yeah, unless, I think that's so, done. Unless a miracle occurs. So sad. Uh, oh. Step two. So that is our topic. That's our call-on topic. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think we can... Uh, address it either during this segment or one of the following ones. I know we got a lot in the next two, so mm -hmm. I'm curious for your guys' opinion, unless you have other tangents to go on in I the tangents section. No, I don't have a lot of tangents All right. today. No, I mean, life, you know, RL's been very typical and boring this week, so no, no major meh. Okay. So, Anonymous is an interesting creature because mm -hmm. it is the ultimate decentralized... Anyone can claim membership in. There's no real, you know, there's no central registry of members. Right. There's, you can just only look at activity. And all most of this activity takes place on dark nets where, you know, association, you really have no idea who the hell you're dealing with on the other end of the wire. Um, so not unlike, um, it's just the ultimate hard to kill because it has no central yeah. organization. Anyone can step up and try to begin participating, try to make inroads. You know, many people have been arrested and have been said to have been members of Anonymous and to have perpetrated 
various hacks, and yet the organization goes on simply because it is this fluid, amorphous group of people who share different sets, different subsections of, of agreeing philosophies. Right. So there's bits of Anonymous that are all about anti-Scientology. There are other bits of Anonymous that are all about freedom of information on the internet. Yeah, SOPA involved heavily. Right. Um, so it, it's not a monolithic thing that has, you know, it, it came to light with their anti-Scientology stand because they picked a fight with someone who plays really dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you read anything about Scientology and their, and their official policy of fair game, which basically says anyone who is anti-Scientology can be taken down by any means necessary, lie, cheat, steal, threaten, intimidate, um, do whatever you have to do to utterly destroy anyone who, who voices opposition especially effective opposition to the church, air quotes, church. Right. Um, so they picked a fight, you know, with a big kid on the block when they first came to the attention of the world. Um, but they, they, they choose their fights, generally speaking, for reasons. The alleged GoDaddy hack, I'm inclined to believe GoDaddy when they say it was not a hack. Because to me, it doesn't fit the profile of previous anonymous activities. Now, granted, it was always stated to be an individual who was involved with anonymous, not necessarily acting on behalf of anonymous. But what was the message of the hack? Right. Just that their systems were that vulnerable and could be hacked? Was that? I mean, usually, there's some kind of statement that they're trying to make, and it's so distant from yeah. GoDaddy's SOPA stand or their, their slow reaction to yeah. opposed SOPA that caught, got them in PR trouble a year ago. Um, it, just, it seems to lack that anonymous flair of we are making a definite statement against somebody who's ideas or techniques we dislike this was just seemed to be mean-spirited let's in, let's inconvenience a lot of innocent people sure. for no really good reason we drew a ton of attention to ourselves and then said nothing, nothing. that doesn't seem like what anonymous has been to me in the past which has always been we've hacked the bejesus out of you because you did this right or we are trying to draw attention to the shady dealings that you are. There's often, more often than not, some kind of message of we want the world to look over here because there's stuff going down that you guys are ignoring and we think you should be paying attention to. Well, and if you read the article, it, it does state that um, they believe Anonymous is a small group of geniuses surrounded by a lot of idiots. Oh, uh, that, that's, that's typical. That's just, that's just hackers. Welcome so to my could, company. So it could have been, yeah. <laughs> so it could have been one of the, you know, one of the, the idiots, idiots who that, want, wanting to have a big score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. No, that happens a lot with just hacking in general. You have a very small core of people who really understand how these systems work and where the vulnerabilities are, and they write tools that exploit toolkits usually that exploit mm-hmm. these things and then there's a huge donut of script kitties right yeah which are people who much. don't know how things work but they know how to run the tool yeah that the smart person wrote yeah they have enough knowledge to understand how to use, use the, the tool, tool 
it's it's the theory theorist versus the you know practical people right. that are actually making use because a lot of times the folks that are working in the theory or crafting the initial attacks are ones just doing it to see you know it would this work is this something that uh, could happen now I'm sure there's some that are motivated uh, for more malicious means or more uh, creative use but in general you see this usually when you get somebody even some of the virus that writers that have mm-hmm. wrote some of the uh, most uh, destructive viruses have been ones that have just said you know I just want to see you know I was just working on a theory here <laughs> right mm-hmm. so yeah in, in the article it really goes on to say how a lot of they think the major people from anonymous the ones that are the real brains behind a lot of the attacks are kind of laying low just because anonymous has become so attention grabbing and like you mentioned there was the five arrests I think in three different countries right, right. Um, so I, it, that would make sense and these last two major claimed attacks which like we said the GoDaddy one I'm a little on the fence I think they're saying no we weren't hacked we just got affected by somebody outside of our, us it's like that's um, just another way of saying that's kind of hacked the 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 Apple UDID though is a lot more fuzzy because that one they've had already a publishing group come out and say, no, we've compared the list. That's actually our list that they got. So the FBI... Didn't come from FBI. The FBI saying we didn't do it. Apple saying we didn't release anything. And now they have this blue turtle publishing group that has claimed, come out and said, yeah, we found about a 98% match between the list we have and the list that was released so by... We, we got hacked. So we think we have a vulnerability. We apologize for it, mm-hmm. but this wasn't something that came from the FBI. Right. Um, so is it, And that's, you know, again, there's no... There's no way to know 100% who's telling the truth, so you have to just kind of go with. And this one seems to be leaning more on the side of the companies involved just because they had some independent security firms come in and say, yeah, we think this was not an FBI job. Mm-hmm. So again, it, but you know, much like, and you, you, there's always a parallel between anonymous and a terrorist group, much like some terrorist groups. There's times where they'll claim responsibility for something that they have that nothing they, to do with. Yeah. Right. But they jumped, if they good. did, they jumped on it pretty fast. I mean, this one, obviously, the anonymous folks or the, the person affiliated with anonymous did release the list. So right. he, got his, he got his hands on it. He, just, he may just have misrepresented where he got the, the list from. So, again, this is a, it, it's up to you. And it did promote a very interesting talk, especially when people thought it was from the FBI. Most people were more concerned about why the FBI had the list right. than the fact that they, they got, got hacked. They got hacked, absolutely. And it's an interesting conversation then to have. But if it turns out that it didn't come from the FBI at it, all. Yeah, it, it may diffuse that conversation more so that it may do more harm to even having that talk because now people will go, well, it never came from them, so we're not going to be worried about what the FBI is doing. Where... You know, I think you should always have some concern over any government agency or corporation that has that level of access and power, what they're going to do with it. So to back up the truck to the actual call-in question, yes. um, I think the stuff that I truly ascribe to Anonymous's activities, I generally feel they are a force for good. In the vein of V for Vendetta, governments should be afraid of their people. There's an awful lot of shady dealings going right. down in the world, and I think in their purest form, the geniuses at the center of the donut that we were talking about earlier are looking to shine a light into dark places where a light needs to be shown. Mm-hmm. So I put them up there with the WikiLeaks of the world. Okay. Of information is power, and... 
you know, the deeper we go into the information age and people attempt to control information and shape reality by controlling what you see and what you hear, uh, they need a good dose of, yeah, but here's what's actually going on. And no, you can't hide it from us. Right. Because you can't find us. We can get into your stuff. And so you might want to consider stopping doing this crap because the word's going to get out and just stop, stop assuming you're going to be able to keep it secret. Um, so I think they are a force for good in that they keep organizations and governments and things more honest than they would be on their own. Yeah. Dax? Um, I kind of agree with you. I think that, um, yes, it is good to keep government on their toes and make sure that people are out there kind of double-checking everything they're doing. But that that would include only the five geniuses. And then when it comes to their, you know, 50,000 idiots. Script kiddies, yes. Yeah. That's when I think they're... They lose basically the little bit of honor and legitimacy that they had is when they, because of the fact that there's such a huge organization and they just allow anyone. Well, it's not a matter of allowing. Right. I mean, there. Since there's no central there's no, registry, right. there's no until anyone can claim, I am a member of Anonymous. Well, well, just because anyone can claim that, I think that that kind of taints the name a little bit and taints the intention a mm -hmm. little bit. So I'm um, kind of in the middle on, on that one. Well, it may be, I think what it sounds like to you is how you define anonymous. Because mm -hmm. I, I made a very large point of saying the genius is at the middle. Mm -hmm. The people who have the actual skills and appear to have the most noble motivations. Because yep. you, you think of the, the original concept of a hacker. You know, the, the mainstream media has destroyed the meaning of the word hacker. Hacker used to be a person who, for the joy of knowing how things work, would go in, break things in order to make them better. So a pure hacker would break into your system and then immediately contact you and say, did you realize you have this gaping hole in your security and here's how I think you should fix it? Those days are gone. Yep. Um, but I think the, the people who or at the heart of Anonymous, or at least got the idea rolling, were that kind of person. Uh, we're going to break it because it's capable of being broken. And we're going to point out the problems in the hope that somebody will step up and fix it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes Excellent. sense. Yeah. And then you have the idiots surrounding them. Right. That just exactly. Riding on their coattails and saying, me too, me too, yeah. me too. Yeah. I want my headline. Look what I can break. Look what I can break. Yeah. But breaking without any purpose. Breaking. Exactly. Right. And yeah, I, I think that's right now. I think the underlying core message of it is interesting. I think I like the conversations they promote, but I think like any organization, they have the same failings that they can implode more from within than any external pressure from any government or corporation or other organization. Well, I think ultimately they will eat themselves. Yeah. I mean, because, because they don't have that structure, because they don't have a unifying leadership or at least even message like right. or stance or mission statement i mean they're they're so loosely based that there's going to be people then that claim affiliation mm -hmm. that do things that a lot of you know a chunk of their members may go well, i don't like that and that, that'll start infighting and make it more difficult for them to keep a coherent view or, or goal for their for their group of of hackers or 
Which is actually interesting because it's the same thing that happened to the Occupy Wall Street movement. Yeah, similar. It's it's pretty similar. They had sort of a unifying topic at the beginning, and then they splintered, and now there's not a lot going on with any of them. So they they didn't have a unified message. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there was there was they could, and it's interesting that they could have picked you know, something very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, picked a single issue uh, but because it was this distributed non-centralized organization not unlike anonymous mm-hmm. it's hard to get everybody on the same page of saying right. we want to be all about dismantling citizens united and nothing else or we want to be all about uh raising taxes for the top one percent of earners you know, whatever it one thing they wanted mm-hmm. to unify under yeah. Yep. So yeah, and they and now it's it's spiraled out into so many areas, you know. And maybe somebody will come back and wrangle them up and get them back focused. It, it's possible for sure. But as of it as it is right now, it just isn't uh, isn't looking like it's going to happen. At least in my view. But and it may be also a generational thing. They you know the this seems like a young group of people, a younger group primarily of people, and as those folks get older, a lot of it will have to do with how their attitudes have changed and what they want to keep going with it, and will they be able to recruit another generation into this uh, mindset? Don't it's, know. It's interesting. Like I said, for now, I'm okay with them, but I don't think it's going to last, would be my oh, no, take I think on it. It is, is doomed to dissolve and be eclipsed by something yeah. else. But so let that, us... that core will move on and say, okay... We're not anonymous anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we are, I don't know, what's a synonym for anonymous? Uh, we are the unknowns. So. Yeah, exactly. X. Yeah, we are X. X. Show X. <gasps> We've just oh outed them. Oh, my God. <laughs> totally didn't mean to do that, guys. So sorry. Ken and Wayne dun, dun, dun. I'm going to hack the crap out of our site, which they already have passwords to. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be very it's difficult. It's going to be an easy hack. Exactly. <laughs> not a very epic hack. All right, that conveniently comes to our first break. And we are going to feature some music from a fun, fun album called Smooth Federation, Mm. which is jazz music inspired by Star Trek. All right. Uh, You can hear a lot more about it over at Coverville.com. It was a joint effort between Coverville and several other composers. Um, just do a Google search for Smooth Federation if you want to purchase the CD. Uh, it's been, I believe it's available over on CD Baby. This first track is simply called The Next Generation. You are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. We shall return right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. 
audiblepodcast.com forward slash VTW Productions. Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. Geeks in a Gaming World. 
Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Geeks in a gaming world. Lots of gaming. Lots of gaming. Lots of gaming and Big Brother Wh- and, Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about companies that may need a little talking to. A little sharp yeah. stick to the upside of the head. Very interesting story on Slashdot uh, about Active Blizzard secretly watermarking with in, pertinent information every screenshot from World of Warcraft. Yep. Since uh, several, I was like... 2008. 2008, yeah. I believe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not long after Activision came on. Right, so four years plus probably of this happening, uh, including such things as your account name, mm-hmm. your date time stamp of when the photo was taken, as well as the IP address of the server you were connected to. Now, the... When you read the article, the theories around this is that they're looking for things like folks connecting to non-private servers, basically, um, and looking for things such as exploits or uh, things in those lines. However, a review, at least in the article, that the the folks that found this information, when they reviewed the terms of services, didn't see anything in the terms of service that called this out now most terms of service agreements basically say we can do whatever we want right. so yeah, this would fall under that that realm however it was still a little shocking to me that a company would go to that length where they basically and they broke it down there's a lot of instructions on how you can find these marks in there yourself right. um uh, different areas in the game where it's easy to take a screenshot that then doing some visual Photoshop. manipulation yep. with you can you can get to it and lots of confirmations of yep, this, this is, is actually happening. Yeah. So, uh, but I did not. I tried to look on their forums. I didn't see an official response from Blizzard on it. Uh, I couldn't find the thread because they mentioned in one of the articles that they had put a put this up on the general WoW forums, but I didn't find it this morning. From the Black Void, uh, some kind of wizard, the has, has found the title of today's episode. What's that? Genius in a donut. Genius. Genius in a donut. In a donut. Mm. Mm. Thank you, some kind of wizard. You have you have contributed on your very first time in IRC. Nice. <laughs> so when it comes time to post this, remind me, genius in a donut. Genius, genius in, a donut. in a donut. It's an image in my head of Albert Einstein sitting in a donut. Right. <laughs> As the creamy filling? No, just a donut around him. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like the Michelin man. I know. <laughs> yeah, the Michelin babies they had. Yeah, like yeah. Albert with the hair. Just hello. Hi, Minnie. What are you donut. doing with my formula? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I give you simply E Why? equals MC squared. You must sugar and you're squared up like this. Why am I sticky? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sticky. Ugh. That's probably why his hair sticks up. Yeah. So suddenly, Albert Einstein is butters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right woof, along. Woof. Uh, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Yeah. That's really all I, you can say about this one is like, uh, probably not. I mean, they've been watermarking printers for years. Sure. Right. Um, where there's definitely, and, and the printer manufacturers like, yeah, we work with the government on this. Right. Because it absolutely, our, our products can be used and have been used uh, for counterfeiting. Yeah. So, we want to be able to track. When that job, happens. Print jobs back to the printer of origin. Sure. This is a little different. Um, yeah. And I think the main thing is that it gets would get everybody is the account name being there. Because it's like you're making this, you're taking one step, you know, one, piece. Re- one piece of the two-piece authentication, unless you have an actual you know, authenticator. Two pieces of authentication you use is account name and your password. You're giving people one, one step of that. Who looks for, at my screenshot and get my, thank right. you, Blizzard, great job. Yeah. 
Which, of course, they'd probably say, well, just get yourself an authenticator. And yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. Trust us. Five dollars. <laughs> five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah. Exactly. Six million dollars. <laughs> so just know that if you are still playing the WoW or have just old screenshots from WoW, be a little wary when you're posting that online if you have any concern over that information getting out. Don't put it Fear your game developer. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They know what's best. On lighter and happier news, <laughs> one of the first big Kickstarter games yeah. has actually come to being, which is FTL, or Faster Than Light, and it has been all over the media. I think both because it's one of the first Kickstarters that put, pulled in a good chunk of money. They And everyone is saying Kickstarter is great, but we got to make sure that they deliver. Something actually happens with this. So they've released the game. It's available on Steam. It's available on Good Old Games or GOG.com. And every review has been, it's really, really good. And it's $9. And it's a $9, $9. game. Uh, but it's a, a spaceship simulator type game where you control a crew of intrepid adventurers as you try to race across the galaxy, dealing with different events as you go from sector to sector. And you have to you know, move your guys around to make sure your oxygen tanks are functioning at the right level and do your targeting of your weapons and piloting your ship and med bay. And you have different features like the ability to evacuate uh, all the air in your ship, except for like a specific room. So if you need to put out fires fast, you can do it that way. Just a lot of little touches and a lot of kind of imaginative story where you go out and it gives you details of kind of what's going on but really it's you're kind of building the story in your mind because honestly the graphics aren't anything to write home about i wish this would have come out also on ios at the same time because that it seems tailor-made for an uh, uh, ios port uh, a tablet, tablet port um and the developers have said yeah we really would love to do that we don't think it'll translate well to a phone but we think a tablet would work well be a big enough screen. um but there's no plans right now for it so it's one of those games where everything i've read all the videos i've seen online it looks a lot of fun. I just did not have a single moment this weekend where I said, okay, I'll download this and start playing it. Right. So. Well, and the neat part about it is the, the ships you destroy, you can scavenge to make your ship mm -hmm. better, which is really cool. I like it. Yeah. Graphics, not stunning, but they're good. And it doesn't need to be. It's about game. Yeah. yeah. And the music sounded really nice yes. for it. I thought it had a nice sounding music track. The And the gameplay there just looked solid. It looked, and it randomizes every time you go through. So the events are different. Uh, the galaxy is different. Yeah. But basically your goal is the always to... call model. Yeah. In that sense. Uh, almost, or like hardcore Diablo. Like where you have oh, yeah. one life and if you die, you restart the game and you make your ship and you redo your little crew guys that are going to probably die horribly on this voyage. And that was the other big thing is they didn't skimp on difficulty. This game is hard. It's not meant to be finished very easily. And most of the videos have folks getting pretty jacked up just trying to get across the first sector. And I think to complete the game, it's you have to get across six and fight the final big boss of this rebel fleet that's chasing you as you go. So mm -hmm. you can't dilly-dally either. You really have to be strategic in your moves. Uh, there's a economy that Daxo was mentioning about the salvage parts. You salvage parts from ships, but you also get salvage, which acts as your credits, which you can then use to either buy upgrades for your existing ship or to go to a store and buy stuff from them. And you have to kind of balance that economy as well. So it looks really, really good. I will have, have to it. test it out. 
today, oh, yes. it probably. Will be nice. <laughs> Tomorrow, too much football. We'll see. We'll see how today <laughs> ends up. So, but in my news, I also got into the uh, Mech Warrior Online beta, yes. which, which now I can't talk about anymore. It was before I could talk about it, no problem, because mm. it was was not me. So yeah, I wasn't going to go to prison, but now I'm in it. So I cannot speak about it any longer. And it's I also awesome. got into the planet side two beta. I, I know seriously, you. right? I did a freaking interview for them and they said, Oh yeah, we'll give you a key. And then they never, they never made with the key. Yeah. I actually partook in following the PA report, the penny arcade. Oh report, yeah. Right? And they at one point kind of shotgunned out four tweets loaded with beta codes for planet side two and there was probably four to five beta codes within each tweet, and they were all in a row. So I went back to the first tweet, which had been tweeted about five minutes ago, uh-huh. and picked one of the ones right in the middle, and it let me in. Because it's really hard, I, I'm sure, for people to... People are probably going with the first one and the last one of each of these tweets that sent out. So just got lucky. I'm playing that. I can't talk about it either because exactly. it's still under NDA. So I am in it, though. Yay! Mm-hmm. And I have played it. And as we mentioned from my review at PAX, it was really fun at PAX when yes. I got to check it out there as media. So I can talk about it from that standpoint. Right. I was very happy then to get into the beta based on what I saw at PAX because the gameplay was solid. The graphics are fast and very fluid. Halo-esque is what it reminds me yeah. of. but obviously definitely playing, what they're shooting for. Yeah, Playing on the computer, it's really, really quick and... You know, fast gameplay. It really engages you pretty quickly. Even though I really don't know exactly what was going on at PAX, I was able to at least run out and start shooting people that were different color than me. Because, really, <laughs> Red v. That's, what Red we v. Wanna, that's what we want to teach our kids. Shoot those different from you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there you go. You, you've summed it up nicely. <laughs> oh. Epic Lurker says, fear the firebomb. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about uh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter, though, yes. Daxa read up or watched the entire video for this one. Oh, for Eternity? Project yeah. Eternity, yes. Yeah, for Project Eternity. Um, it is really pretty <laughs> looking. Um, <laughs> it's so pretty. It is so pretty. But not only is it really pretty, it, it the developers they have working on it are some amazing people who've worked on some really great projects. So it should be... It actually has has 30, 30 days left to go and has already reached their already, one. It yeah. already exceeded their yeah, yeah they've yeah. already exceeded their I think their goal was one million one hundred thousand and they're at like one point three right now so yep. they're doing a really good job. Um, it looks really good and some of the incentives are actually really they're pretty solid. Um, they've ah they've sold out. I'm sorry guys, they weren't sold out an hour ago, but they sold out of their. If you pledge twenty dollars, you get an early um, digital download copy. Mm. Unfortunately, they only had like 25,000 of those. So yeah. as of an hour ago, they still had 400, but they're sold out now. Not but so you can still um, get a $25 copy. Right. Um, 907 backers can still get that. So if you guys want to go for the Game Eternity, it's basically 25 bucks right now. And you get a copy of the game. When and it you launches. get a copy of the game. And you also get like a little uh, tag for your forum. I think it's a customized tag but um they've got some really neat thi- neat things going on they've got some custom art um a lot of really good incentives for you to back them right now um it's basically um it's a world that does have magic but not everyone has magic so kind of i don't know how to 
how to explain it really it's, well. It's low fantasy. Is yeah, what they it's call fantasy, it. but not all fantasy. Yeah. So there's, it's kind of real world with a little bit of fantasy it's, mixed it's, in. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah, George R. R. Martin. That's usually considered the low fantasy, where magic and fantastical elements are not that prevalent. They're there. They're, they're there. not right. that. Prevalent. You're actually kind of surprised when they show yeah. up. Yes. Yeah, like somebody does something like the overtly Sandra does something. And you're like, ooh, that's crazy. Or, or Caitlin shows up it's like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> definitely, as the series has gone, yes. there's been more and more of it. But definitely, if you read Game of Thrones, other than little references to the White Walkers and the the opening of the book. There's not much there. It's really just hardcore. This is medieval times, and we're we're talking about politics. So, from what I gathered, that's kind of the world. I mean, mm-hmm. magic's there, but it's just it's not like it's you not- got street magicians standing on every corner making cantrips and ladders and rope trick. Yeah, yeah. And the combat babies. is a tax tactical <laughs> real time. So with a pause system, which um, is Baldur's Gate. Baldur's um, Gate, like, uh huh. Icewind Dale, which, I mean, this is Obsidian Entertainment. They're the ones that yeah. made Baldur's Gate and, uh, and these and uh, Knights do, of the do Old what Republic you know. and uh, Fallout New Vegas. So, yeah. so if they follow their same recipe, it's going to be good and beautiful. Yeah. Basically. And it's, you know, they even go to say that really the reason why they decided to do this on Kickstarter is because they can't get a major publisher or major uh, funding source for this type of game. There just doesn't, they don't. Most people that would invest in video games don't see the market return right. on a hardcore computer-based RPG. RPG. Mm-hmm. So they said, well, what about all you people that tell us you love us? Why would, would you pay for it? And obviously... They Here's what Kickstarter is best at. Massive funding to say, yes, we desperately would love to get this. And, you know, a slightly related note on GOG.com this mm-hmm. weekend, they have all D- their D&D games uh, on sale for like 60% off. Yeah. So if you ever wanted to see what the big deal was about the Baldur's Gate series or the Icewind Dale series or Neverwinter Nights, the the first one, or Planescape, which is uh, arguably one of the better stories ever made in a role-playing game, uh, this is a great and very cheap way to do it. I mean, if you just buy one game, you're still going to get You should be watching GOG.com anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're... I saw a great, uh, you know, one of those fake demotivational posters on Reddit the other day. It's like, Reddit populated by 20-somethings that are all nostalgic for early 1990s video games. Yeah. What up with that? Because they were good. They were, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But because you, story but you, was You can appreciate them, but you, you can't be nostalgic for them because you weren't alive when they were oh. released. Well, oh. it's for the younger generation. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. But GOG is a great way for people who didn't grow up on these to go back yeah. and, and experience the roots and a good story and fun gameplay is a good story and fun gameplay even with crappy graphics right so and go for it and it's fun some of these are like these are genre defining right. mechanics mm-hmm. or tropes or whatever you want to call the them the first time certain Happens things were ever seen here exactly. yeah Baldur's, things you take for granted now right right paused based real time combat is mm-hmm. what Baldur's Gate pretty much solidified as a mechanic there's you other go back games. and forth. I mean, the Final Fantasies had versions of that, depending it, on which one. Well, not really. Not that I ever saw it. Because those were still turn-based fights, or they were real-time where you had, like, action bars that right. would extend. These were actual, like, you, everything you could, could just tr- go. You, you control the pause. You could hit pause and just let everything fight, and you could try to do it real-time. Or you could pause and then re-queue your orders and go. And, I mean... Either way, really, Baldur's Gate is one that said, here's a way to do it. And people said, okay, now we understand why this would be popular. 
Speaking about Baldur's Gate. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> the yeah. damn enhanced edition got delayed, which I was kind of sad about because I'm really, really waiting for this on my iPad. I cannot wait to have uh, Baldur's Gate that's got new stuff in it, new, three new characters on my iPad. I was expecting it in September, and now I believe it says November 30th. You know, though, I have to give them props for sending out, an, uh, what is it, a letter or an email to all the people that had it pre-ordered letting them know that in order for them to actually release the game the way they wanted to for it to be perfect they were going to have to delay it until november 30th and i thought that was a pretty classy thing to do you know hey guys we know we know you're waiting for this we want to give you the best product possible it's going to be just a little bit longer i like that other than just like well i saw something similar actually where due to some kind of weird lawsuit with the company making the packaging the super duper Avengers pack, oh, okay. Blu-ray, with all the previous movies, movies plus the Avengers, has gotten delayed to like March. Oh wow! It's supposed oh. to be out in September. So basically, it was some due to some weird lawsuit. So Amazon has come out to the people and sent an email saying, "We're going to send you the Blu-ray for Avengers as soon as it's available, and then once this thing finally becomes available, we will also send you the super pack." We're very sorry, but this. You know, lawsuit crap beyond our control Can't has handle. delayed this. So we're going to give you, you know, a sixty dollars super duper limited edition Blu-ray for free to hold you over until the thing you actually paid for becomes available. That's good. But that's cool. That's good customer service. Yeah. And and even with the folks that are making the enhanced edition for Baldur's Gate, uh, they've mentioned that for those that have pre-ordered, they are going to add something extra for them because of the delay. To thank them. To thank yeah, them to thank for them. you know patience. Yeah. So that's good. Which is nice. I mean, most people just want to know what's going on. You know, they if you pre-order or you pay for something, you kind of just want to know what's happening. And you want to know what's happening before the date that you're supposed to have it happens. And Not then you're like... what's happening, but why? Why? Right. Why Absolutely. is what's usually exactly. lacking. They'll say, it's delayed. Yes. And then that's all they'll say. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that comes from the publishing house, though, telling them that you can only release this bits of information. Because one thing I've noticed in backing things on Kickstarter is I get constant, at least for Shadowrun, I'm getting constant updates from the development team saying, this is where we are, this is what we're doing, this is the challenges we've run into, this is the cool stuff we've managed to figure out, and it's been nonstop. And I'm curious to see if Project Eternity follows that same suit where they really do a big back and forth through the entire development life cycle. Well, here is another dimension to the new Kickstarter economy, where... I think the developers feel a greater kinship with their audience right. than they did when they were making a product for a non-specified audience. Instead, their audience is predefined because they've stepped up and spoken with their cash. Right. So the developers feeling like, okay, you've already given us money. Yeah. We feel we owe you something Right out of the gate. Yeah, the very least, we want to keep you in the loop as to what's going on. Because we've already taken your money and, and started spending it. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a really good back and forth relationship to have uh-huh. for the developer to feel a real responsibility to their consumers that I think would be good for them to feel, even if it was the traditional method where they're making it to then release later and get their money on the back end. Well, I think what happens when they do it this way, though, and when they're giving us information in little bits is, you just said it, they already have our money. Right. 
Okay, so they're not going to make any more money unless well, we're all talking about it and seeing how awesome it is. And, they'll and make how, it even more. Yes. Yeah. So in that sense, it this relationship where they're letting you know what's going on and everything and then we're talking about it gets other people interested who haven't put money into kickstarter they go out and buy the game when it comes out i think it's a really good relationship to have yeah it's it's removing that middleman now it's you and the developer kind of one-on-one and everybody gets more excited about the developers and the audience and i'm pleased to see ftl being well received yes um, I don't look forward to the day where the first piece of crap is released. Comes out and people go, wait, I paid how much right. for this? And it's going to happen. Either yeah. uh, a development house is going to go belly up. Right. And that's, or, that's to me, the big one. Is right. What happens when a divine house just says, we can't do we this. We can't deliver it when we're, we, we're going we declare bankruptcy. bankruptcy and people don't get, get anything, anything for the money that they invested. And that will eventually happen. Yeah. It's it, going to happen. It has to. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it's dealt with both from the development house and how what Kickstarter's response is. I hope it. it's a crushing minority. Yes. Of we have a huge list of success stories and then we can count on one hand years from now the number of times where it has gone wrong. Right. And now I look at you know a company like Obsidian who's doing this for this game. Proven. Probably not going to happen right. there. It's the smaller ones. Right. The, the ones that, that are a one-trick pony that are organized to do this one job. Yeah. I would think they are the... And maybe don't have a track record of doing said jobs right. before. Exactly. I think that makes it more challenging. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, or at least they have a, probably a higher odd of that happening. But hopefully, yeah. It's a very, very small minority. At the same time old friend of the show I was following Storm Tamer yes. on Twitter was mentioning the fact he's like I haven't bought any games lately I have no money he goes and then I looked at how many things I'm backing on Kickstarter <laughs> which is like this is the new pre 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 order right <laughs> and you can easily lose a lot of your disposable cash if you start looking around Kickstarter going that sounds really cool that sounds cool that, oh my god I've just spent you know two thousand dollars <laughs> on games that aren't going to be out until like 2014 so but in 2014, it's gonna you're going to be, awesome. be busy. I'm doing <laughs> it. Yes. It is going to be incredible. So from the really you thought this was not obvious department yeah. from GameSpot.com, consoles lacking in important functionality for MMOs. No, really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, Final Fantasy XI. Right. That's all I have to say. Well, to me, though, I liked because they interviewed the folks that make the uh, World of Strategy game, World of Tanks, World, World of, of Planes, Tanks, yeah. those folks, Wargaming.inc, I think they're called, or Net. Mm-hmm. Um, their number one reason, though, which I wouldn't have thought of right off the bat, is the uh, approval patch process for patches. Right. Because there's basically their feeling is is we make mistakes, we'll put in something sometimes unbalanced in our games, we and have to, we, we have to patch need it quickly. to address it quickly, and the approval process from PlayStation and Microsoft is Our so arduous that they cannot, they, they just can't see moving MMOs there now. But that they basically go on to say there is a lot of inherent awesomeness if we could have MMOs with Xbox or uh, PS3s because they have, you know, this installed user base. They have a lot of good things going for them. They're just, that is such a crushing, you know, deal game. Breaker. Yeah, deal breaker. They can't uh, see themselves doing it right now. I mean, there have been a few efforts on MMOs. There have been the Final Fantasy Eleven. They did... Uh, a special version of EverQuest. Oh, a long time ago, yeah. Um, PS, mm-hmm. PS2, they had EverQuest uh, 
Online adventures. Online, Online adventures, adventures or Frontier or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. There was a special baby yeah. version. Fantasy Star on the the Dreamcast. They had Fantasy Star Online. Uh, I think With they the modem moved. adapter. Right. Uh, we had, well, no, the Dreamcast had the modem built in. That's, that's how, true. That's you how future you could get the Ethernet was. adapter. Right, right. Maybe. They made like Maybe. six of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, there's been fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy, I think, is the biggest MMO that's ever really Attempted. graced the consoles. Um, and that was the one where, I mean, there was, it had a lot going against you. You had to buy the hard drive expansion for the PS2. Yeah. Which basically let you play that one game. Almost nothing else used that expansion capability you essentially wound up turning the ps2 into a pc because you put a keyboard on it you stuck a mouse on it if you wanted to really embrace the functionality of a full mmo right now they did have some interesting ideas where the chat options were basically multiple choice so mm-hmm. you could do it from the dualshock yeah, controller had, right that made cross language Easy. Easy, yeah, no kidding. Because you basically would do the translation of the limited set of requests and responses. Right. And if you tell the person on the other, you know, I'm Czechoslovakian and I'm speaking English, and the server would take care of changing the follow me to Muftehave. Right. Whatever the <laughs> other language was, and you would never know you were not speaking to a native, you know, speaker of your own language because yeah. you had this limited menu. But it was it was limiting. Right. Um, it took away a lot of the fun of MMOs. Sure, sure. So the, I mean, the MMOs rely so much on chat communication and voice communication these days yeah. that you effectively wind up just turning the console into a PC to really tap all those functionalities. Right. Now, all the modern consoles can take a USB keyboard yeah, and a mouse. Yeah, they already are there. But you can also just hook a freaking computer up to an a HDMI television TV. and get the same net effect. Yeah, it's it's an interesting... What is the advantage of putting it on the console? Well, I think the, the big advantage just is that so many more people look at a console as a gaming platform and you have that installed base. You know, there, there's a large installed base of console-only yeah. gamers. So I think that the, I could understand why they would want to do it. And I'm really curious to see what the next generation does Sony and or Microsoft and, and Nintendo for that matter go to developers and say, yeah, we're going to make this. We're going to give you a different path for patching an MMO than we would for releasing something on Xbox Live or PSN mm-hmm. and really make it so that we are going to be a warm and happy place for your MMO to come. We'll with. have a special track for approving yeah. MMO Patches. Right. And I mean, not, not to suggest this is an MMO, but remember games like Diablo 3 is supposed to have a console version. It's not MMO, but it's at least a large group of people playing in smaller games. And the, the console's already shown they can do that with things like Mass Effect 3's multiplayer right. uh, and some other, like, even you Call of Duty. Even yeah, Call of Duty, yeah. I think, would, would cover that realm. But it's, it's approaching. I mean, that's the first time we've seen really a computer game come down to the console or we will see, maybe. I right. don't know. It's That one's been delayed a lot longer than I expected it to. That's going off on a tangent, though, so I will A little bit. And we've come, we've come to the end yeah. of, of the section anyway. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's nobody following us today. That's true. In, <laughs> case, in case you're tuning in waiting for Emperor's Court, uh, sadly, Emperor is... He's back home, but he spent a not insignificant portion no. of the week in the hospital. Uh, so please send your happy thoughts his direction, and he is wisely taking the day off to rest and recuperate. Right. All is well. Um, but uh, yeah, happy thoughts for yep. the emperor, and there will be no emperor's court 
sadly following the show today. Now, if you tuned in just to listen to Emperor's Court, ignore all that we just said. It's coming on later. So (laughs) (laughs) keep listening. Uh (laughs) Are you that insecure in our listener? No, no. Oh, God, the the IRC just emptied. I'm just willing that I'm just that willing to, you know, you're not my cheat and steal. You're not proud people. That's right. Uh huh. You are listening to Hardcore. Hardcore. Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check them out on the web at www.jitbit.com or follow the link from the left side of our homepage, which is www.vtwproductions.com. Have some more smooth federation for you. This one is Enterprise. We shall be back right after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW.
You are listening to VTW. 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 Productions. 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 Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Versus the world. Radio. Researched chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Research Chaos is the segment you find yourself in. And this week's research title, or research thread title, is September the 16th, 2012. I want an iPad that I own edition. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. Yep, that was as from Sean Caster. Sean Caster was a contributor of that title this week. And contributors this week include the aforementioned Sean Caster, oh great young one, MacBit, not to be confused with MacButt, aid he would have the sexy accent that makes Daxa all melty, and Boba Fetish, who has the cool name that makes me all melty. <laughs> <laughs> Equal opportunity, kids. That's yeah. right. What? <laughs> uh, I just like saying Boba Fetish. So the big story that everybody knows about is the Apple 5. Why is yeah. that? IPhone the iPhone 5. 5. Also known as the iPhone tall. Yes. yes. iPhone bigger, lighter, supposedly longer battery life. It is yet another evolutionary step. Iterative improvement. Yep. Uh, nothing really massively revolutionary about it. They've gone with a larger screen size, but not by making it diagonally larger. They've simply gone taller. Yes. Yes. So you get more rows of icons. Um, The A6 processor, as developed by Apple, makes its debut in this device. More powerful, lower power consumption, just that everything that the A5 was, but more. Yeah. Finally, people have been clamoring for this. 4G LTE capable. Mm -hmm. So you can get high speed, truly the highest speed data available on this unit. Buried in there, they have taken what used to be a two-chip solution to do 4G LTE and have made their own custom chip that is a single chip that, again, reduces power consumption, reduces heat output, all those. Because everyone was, Apple was basically holding off on 4G on the 4S because the battery problems were severe. Uh, all the early 4G LTE phones had a horribly bad battery life because the, f- the LTE radio is just a, a battery sure. assassin. So Apple was not going to do it until they could do it and maintain their reputation for good battery life. Right. So they designed their own damn LTE chip, which is typically what they do. Yeah. They cram as many separate chips onto one chip as they can because it lets them make it tiny, make it cheaply, and make it the way they want to make it because it's Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the big news that pissed everybody off. Yes. The lightning connector. New yeah. connector. New connector. The new connector Yay. that is not fully backwards compatible with the old dock connector. Right. Yes, they do include with the phone the... Adapter. Lightning adapter to the old dock connector. One lightning One adapter. of them. You can buy additional ones for $30 a pop. Of course. But audio and video do not pass through the adapter. Because the big change they made, they went from an analog adapter or an analog digital combo adapter where you had pins on there that were simply 
analog audio and video out of the phone, which you could then put into amplified speakers or into a television, and it was analog signal, mm -hmm. and that's how a lot of the speaker add-ons work. This one, the lightning adapter, pure digital. Right. Which is a technical improvement, but it means any speakers or video devices you plug them into have to have a digital to analog converter chip built into the device to take the digital signal and turn it into sound and picture. Yeah. So it's, it's simply there are no pins on the new iPhone 5 that put out analog audio and video. So even if you plug the adapter in, if you have a, a, an accessory that's expecting the old school analog audio and video, it ain't coming. Right. So a whole huge swath of accessories, accessories just became useless with the addition of the lightning adapter, even with the dock adapter. So people are righteous indignation and, oh, you're just reaching for money and you're in cahoots with the uh, adapter manufacturer, the accessory <laughs> manufacturers. And from Apple's standpoint, it's like, we just wanted to make a better connector. It's 80% smaller. Right. It's reversible, so there's no longer, you know, it doesn't matter which way you plug it in. Yeah. Um, it's all kinds of improvements, but they did fail to include that whole backwards compatibility thing. Which Apple's never been exactly huge fans of. One of the things that they have been really nice about, though, since the advent of the iPhone, the dock connector yeah, has stayed oh, the, the same. The connector, well, it's stayed the same since the iPod. I mean, right. the, the original iPod used that same connector. Yeah, they um, went on the second or third generation. Once the dock right. connector came into being, the original one was FireWire. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, but they but very quickly yeah. created the dock connector and, and use that across all their devices. So maybe we kind of bring them. This is the first time in how many generations of product that they've changed it, and it is a significant improvement. Yes. Yeah. Um, I kind of expected them to use like a MagSafe adapter, like they do on the MacBooks. Yeah. Because that thing looks like you could snap that sucker off really. Yeah. Easy, like, no kidding. Because it is very narrow mm -hmm. and, and reasonably long that goes into the phone. And I love the MagSafe adapter on the MacBook. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Uh, I, love I just them. wonder if it would have made Pulls off. The, it's not a big deal. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I just wonder if it would have made the device bulkier. Just You couldn't have a rare earth magnet that near to the CPU or something. Yeah. I don't know. But Possibly. So it, it is. All the device developers didn't want it. So yeah, they, they can't make money. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it's, it's everything the 4S was. Yeah. Plus. And oh, in the camera. Camera is... The eyesight camera that shoots it, They can do pan panorama, panorama now. I, that was a set software add-on. Right. The, mm -hmm. the, the camera is basically the same as the 4S, yes. which is a great camera. Yeah. But they have a really neat piece of software that just kind of move the phone in an arc from left to right, and mm -hmm. it does a great job of knitting it together into a beautiful panoramic. Um, I, iOS 6 yeah. will ship with it, um, which I've been uh, playing with. Uh, in beta has a couple of neat features. Their e earphones are redesigned too. Thank they're God. not earphones. They're I mean, earpods. They're earpods. Finally, they've called them earpods now. Oh, Whatever. Oh, Hopefully yeah. they're more comfortable because theirs were the worst, yeah, most I uncomfortable. Yeah, I hated the little discs. I, I just don't like earbuds in general. Just no matter how well oh, designed okay. they are, just, I, just, I find them uncomfortable. Mm, okay. Um, the closest I come to, to tolerating one was on my uh, jawbone. Oh um, yeah, Bluetooth headset. Mm. They they designed some pretty good different sizes and found the one that seemed to fit okay. But even that, I just, I just have hypersensitive like ears. Yeah. I guess it's just not my thing. But I'm not rushing out to buy one. Um, it I seems, just got mine, so I'm not. Yeah, you got a 4s, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, they supposedly have improved Siri, but when you get the iOS six update for yours, it'll 
inherit those. Yeah. Speaking of Siri, the best and most um, accurate commercial for Siri is the Jack in the Box commercial. Ah, yes. That was awesome. <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> Where he's like Jack, Jack with the big you yeah, know, mask. He's trying to talk to a phone. He's like, "Show me where the nearest Jack in the Box is," and then it goes off. What's the first I thing? I forget it? the first thing. I remember the second it one. Wildly misinterpreted yeah. saying everything, and then yeah. it talks about. Um, or like I, I found many places that sell socks. Socks. Yes. That's then, what it is. I found and then he goes, "No, I want the Jack in the Box." He goes, "The the breeding habit of yaks." Of yaks are, <laughs> are, yeah. The Arctic fox. What? Right. That's exactly what Siri is like to me. Those other commercials made by Apple. Not, not so much. So accurate. Mm, yeah. But yeah. So anyway. No, there's a great bit in an episode of uh, Big Bang Theory where they have the character Kripke, who has a speech impediment, so he talks like this. Siri, show me a restaurant. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kripke. I can't find a restaurant. <laughs> I don't know the word, restaurant. Uh, that's funny. The technology is total crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the challenges. I mean, that's why I've, I've said many times, mm-hmm. true, reliable voice recognition is one of the holy grails of computing. Oh, yeah. Uh, squishy humans, we are inconsistent, and we have accents and speech mm-hmm. impediments. and well, Accents are cool. Yeah. Some accents are cool. Accents, accents are, are cool. cool. You, those with accents, prepare to call in in the fourth <laughs> half of the show. Um, All right. Well, despite your guys' indifference, they apparently did sell out of these really, really fast. Oh, I didn't oh, say yeah. that there, there oh, weren't yeah. millions yeah. of sheep out there waiting yep. to get theirs. 20 times faster than yep. any previous model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a well, lot fast. The big deal, the pent-up demand there, I think, was the 4G. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people were... And, you know, Apple has waited a while here, allowing the different telcos to get good networks mm-hmm. deployed. So a lot of major cities are well covered by 4G LTE and people will be doing, you know, they'll be turning on the hotspot feature on this because in some areas where people are just serviced by DSL, 4G LTE it's is really wicked faster good. than what they can get on their freaking landline. Yeah. And they wind up replacing their home DSL with a mobile hotspot. <laughs> As Verizon just goes, <laughs> cha-ching. Yeah, it's, and it's pretty. Oh, I'm not in your guys' boats. I have an old phone, yeah. so I'll probably be upgrading to this. Well, your oh, your yeah. time has come. Absolutely. Yeah, my time is fine. Well, actually, my uh, sister-in-law's time has come. Who's on our account, and so I'm going to take her phone, gotcha. her upgrade, and make it my own. Excellent. <laughs> 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 my phone's not due until February. Well, the nice thing is, if if you are getting on the um, replacement where you're not breaking a contract, yeah. it's one ninety nine. Right, right. All right. So Pretty, for, for a two year commitment. Which isn't I mean that's kind of the standard they set with the at least the four S I know when we got DAXs um was the same price for the eight gig version. Um then it goes up by I think it's like a hundred dollars per version from there. So two two ninety nine if you wanted to get the sixteen gig and then three ninety nine if you wanted to get the thirty two gig. However, so, you so have to it. add a hundred dollars to that for the protection program. Right, right. Well, if you, if you if so you, choose to yes. get the protection program, but yeah. Totally worth it. Oh, oh it's yeah. totally worth it. How many people have I seen with the broken Gorilla Glass on mm-hmm. the front? Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it takes it a special hor- effort. And it's you, horrible. It looks horrible. Yeah. So, yeah, no, totally worth it. I highly recommend it. <laughs> There's one of the, the, those annoying, ironic moments of I, I switched away from T-Mobile because I was annoyed with their throttling. Mm. And not six days later, they announce 
True Unlimited returns to T-Mobile. Oh. Now, I would not have been able to use it on my Nexus One because it's True Unlimited for 4G LTE customers. Ah. So I would have had to have purchased a new phone. Um, and I had a client who was willing to give me an iPhone 4 and put me on their account. So I'm completely happy where I landed. Yeah. I was just a little annoyed with, really, guys? Yeah. Now. Were you waiting for me to cancel? Like, Gnome's gone. Let's do, do this. It. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, eventually, what I wouldn't mind doing is mm-hmm. going to like the Galaxy S3 or the Galaxy Nexus. Mm. I've, you and know. Because if I can get true unlimited in 4G. Right. Well, we are, you know, our, our friend from Blizzard, we met at PAX. Yep. She had a. Uh, Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy Three, yeah, mm-hmm. it was really nice. No, I was looking lustfully at it, and those those things have done. I mean, you know that whole like smack the phones together and stuff that's transfers. Awesome. I mean, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know how. I mean, obviously you have to be all within that same family to, right. to make that work. But if you do have that ability, that's really some neat stuff that they innovative stuff that they put in. And most reviews of the Galaxy Three has been this is the pinnacle right now of. Uh, Android phones, yeah. So it, yeah, it's a very pretty phone. It, it it gave me pause as to what I should get. Uh, Sakani in the Black Void, uh, 4G. Uh, depending on what market you're in, T-Mobile is enhanced 3G in some markets that they call 4G. Mm. But since the spectrum that they absorbed because of the failed AT&T merger that did not happen, they are actually deploying 4G LTE. Uh, as they're moving forward plan. Uh, so you're right. A lot of what T-Mobile is calling 4G right now is not true 4G, not that there's an actual definition for 4G, but uh, markets like Phoenix are some of the first to receive their actual LTE deployments. So they are moving forward uh, with LTE. So you're you're correct for sure. some markets, Sakani, incorrect for some others, and, and eventually their only 4G plan is going to be LTE. Long-term evolution. Woo-hoo. Money for Motorola is what that means. Yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding. They but I So, yes, welcome to our fine Apple overlords. <laughs> well, yeah. I've seen some of the funny, you know, the iPhone 10 where they have like a four-foot-long. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> they did that with the iPad as well. Well, I mean, the whole thing is like you, I mean, the, the Galaxy S3 uh, is not exactly what I would call a small phone. It's no. a big I mean, phone. It's all these phones are starting to get bigger and bigger, and I'm just wondering if it's going to just fluctuate. Like, you'll get to a certain point, and then people go, I really wish my phone was smaller so it could fit in my pocket, and then they'll start shrinking back down, and then, you know, they'll have this expanding and con- contracting syndrome going on with our, our devices. Because there was a long time there where smaller was the word. Smaller right. was Everything better. Everything had to be very small. Well, it's because they were just feature phones. Right. But now, now they're pocket computers. Yeah. Yes. And suddenly, oh, this, this being able to interface with it is important. Yeah. And being able to look at it, that's Seeing so it. tiny. Yeah. Right. I can't well, and then, see And then it. comes the retina yeah. display. And well, we saw that with Wayne at PAX. He did everything on his phone. Oh, yeah. my God. He does everything mm-hmm. on his phone. Which, I mean, if you get used to that, yeah, a, a sl- an inch increase in phone size is a huge deal. That's a lot of that. a huge percentage <laughs> of yeah. real estate increase there. Yeah, that's a big deal. Speaking about big deals... There was a big deal with the Hugo Awards, <laughs> where <laughs> they were uh, Hugo Awards. Just for those you may know, is the science fiction, science fiction writers yeah. award and honors banquet. Yeah, and they were holding it and also casting it over UStream. 
while they were showing the various acceptance speeches, Neil Gaiman got up for for uh, winning for his writing on the Doctor Who script for the Doctor's Wife, which incidentally uh, was the most recent which episode is, you guys we have watched. Just saw which is last the one we night. just ended watching. Yeah. Yes, which was really good. It was a really interesting take. That they I call had. me sexy only when we're alone. Yeah, we're alone. Come on, come sexy. on, sexy. So, come on, sexy. <laughs> That's going to be my costume for Halloween, I think. Sexy. Sexy. Awesome. Yeah. I think so. So it was, yeah. I mean, it was a really good episode. I thought they did a, a really and apparently clever, he's writing another episode, which is awesome. Clever, yeah, very clever use of that uh, that character that you've never seen before. But they but were streaming it, but clips always, from anyways, the episode. Yeah, for, so they were showing clips from that. They were also showing things. They even showed a clip from the NBC show Community because right. they were showing basically all the episodes that were nominated and right. clips from each episode. And right in the middle of his uh, uh, acceptance speech. It cuts off with the words showing Worldcon banned due to copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what we come to learn is that Ustream employs a third-party bit of software that is used to check and see if the uh, content, being, content streamed. being streamed is copyrighted. And basically at 7.43 Pacific time, the channel was automatically banned in the middle of an acceptance speech by the author Neil Gaiman due to copyright infringement. This occurred, this is the statement from Ustream. Right. This occurred because of our third-party automated infringement system, Vobile, detected content on the stream that was deemed to be copyrighted. So they oh. used a device called Vobile that said, oh, you're showing all this copyrighted material, NBC Despite stuff, Despite the Doctor fact Who that they stuff. had all the rights they needed yeah, to. Yeah, everybody already approved it. it was, it's the Hugo Awards. They, they've kind of done this before. So they, uh, Ustream basically came out and said, we're getting rid of mobile. It was horrible. Um, but no, never really answered why they just couldn't restart the stream. Yeah. Volbile then comes out and goes, well, wait a second. We're pretty shocked to learn of the Hugo Awards incident for the first time in media as no contact was made by Ustream through Volbile's 24 by 7 customer support or through any other direct channel at any point or after the webcast. Volbile technology was not the root of the problem. Our content identification system provides customers with accurate information. Each customer must decide for themselves what it does with the information. So all Volbile does is catalog and say, hey, this is a possible issue yep at least according from their statements so it kind of sounds like Ustream had a another third party or maybe an in-house uh, uh system. system or software that basically went and said oh i got this alert from mobile we can Kill it. it good killed it and then nobody and knew how to turn it off probably in time. nobody was sitting around Ustream at the time or they had like some intern there or maybe it was just fully Somebody automated up. and yeah so it definitely seems like this falls back on Ustream for really screwing the pooch here and makes it, again, just the, the issues you have when you fully automate your DRM. stuff like this. Yeah. Your DRM, especially for things that are live. Yeah. Exactly. Really, really poorly you think handled. think they, they would have simply turned the system off for Robots aren't best for everything, people, especially yeah. live broadcasts. So Ustream was, was relying on this to be a major promotional tool. Uh, right. You know, Hugo Awards brought to you by, you know, free streaming and coverage brought to you by Ustream. Check us out on the web, Ustream.tv. That's great. Instead, it's the, nah. we should probably use Justin.tv instead because look how screwed up Ustream <laughs> yeah, no is. no kidding. Jeez. Gee. Yes, some kind of wizard, uh, Skynet. Uh, possibly. This could be the first step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will deny their award show. Yeah, Apparently Skynet does not like And Neil then Gaiman. the nukes are coming. <laughs> <laughs> no Doctor Who for you. 
<laughs> no soup for you. So yeah, that exactly. was an interesting but one. A good thing from that acceptance speech was Neil uh, confirmed he is writing another episode for an upcoming which would be good series. Very I think cool. he. Uh, yeah, he definitely captured. He he, fit, he fits well into that universe. And for us, I mean, we you know obviously we're we're well behind the times in Doctor Who watching. So yes, we're, we're kind yeah. of expl- we're kind of experiencing things that people had you know lots of time to deal with. I personally have been okay with Matt Smith. Yeah. I think our conversation helped a lot, where you kind of said he he really was supposed to be playing him a lot more arrogant than. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he this was even really part of that character. So I kind of accepted him. I think he's gotten better. I think again, this is kind of the same way I felt about Tennant when I first started watching him. Was that I really liked Eccleston, mm-hmm. yeah. and I thought Tennant benefited from just a lot better writing right. in the shows. And I think, especially in these, the, the end of the first season, Matt Smith, and the beginning of the second season, the writing on the show has been really solid. I mean, they've been really. And good what's interesting plots. with the end of Tennant and the beginning of Smith, there was a handoff in the writing yeah. team. It went uh, to Moffat right. from... Um, oh, who did most of that? Uh, yeah. You know, the other guy. I can't think of his name, yeah. Um, so there, there definitely was you know, a changing of the guard, both yeah. in the acting department and the writing department. And you feel like now... And maybe, Moffat does have a different approach. Right. And it seems like he's kind of hitting his stride. And I mean, obviously, the gaming episode was a nice fill-in that yeah. really was set well. But yeah. it really it didn't feel disjointed. Moffat's style and the style of the writing as that season went on got a lot better. Yeah. Yes. And, has, and again, definitely. you kind of look at it and you go, wow, okay, well, that's, that makes the, up for The interesting thing for me is he, does, he has story arcs that go over more than one season. Sure. So he's got these you know, little solutions. You, know, you have a nice... Little bits. But then there's still bits left over. Yes. And they, they, you know, they don't just... They, they acknowledge him and say, well, we still haven't figured yeah. out what this was. It's not a tidy wrap-up. Yeah, right. And there's, exactly. there's other bigger things that he may be heading for a big... Wham! Episode maybe at the end of his writing tenure, we'll yeah. wrap up a lot. We'll see. But I still don't mind. I don't mind Matt as much either. I he's, he's not he my got favorite. He's less manic. As he's not my favorite. I still think he's. Every doctor has a quirk, and mm-hmm. I think his quirk bugs me. His like clumsy, mm-hmm. type of quirk, gawky, gawky right. bugs me. Um, and Tennant's quirk was fine, and Eccleston's quirk was fine. Tennant was kind of like a giddy little boy. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, um, and Eccleston was more like a um, damaged goods. Yeah, yeah, and that was fine. But for some reason, Matt's Matt's quirk bugs me. But um, I think he does a fine job. Yeah, he's been good. I, I don't hate him or anything. He's all mm-hmm. right. No. Yeah, but no. He's, so, but he's the writing. The forward. But the writing is amazing, and the characters that they've introduced are really good. The stories are. Really, really good. I think also we've benefited from the fact we get to watch it one right after another. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if I had watched Tenet for a season and then came back and then had to watch just the first episode of Matt Smith there, I would have been like, I hate this guy. This show has gone to hell. (laughs) Holy crap. I could see why there was a freak out about that. In our case, you know, you power through four or five episodes. Okay, I see where this is going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The beauty of that. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, as a reminder, your call-in topic for the next segment is all about Anonymous. Are they a force for change, or are they a group of criminals? How do you feel about them? Do you like what they do, don't like what they do? Do you think good, evil, good, or evil? When we return, so warm up those copies of Skype and point them at VTW Shows. 
Now we are experimenting with a new method of bringing your calls in, so please bear with us if there are technical issues. And let us know, oh, you denizens of the IRC, if the people calling in are too loud, too soft, any of that fun stuff we desire and demand your feedback and input. And thank you. A little more smooth federation for you. This one is simply... Hmm, is it, mm? Did I double up there? Mm, yeah, I think I did. Maybe. Uh-oh. No, we're going to change that one out. From, yeah, we already did Next Generation. Yep. Now we're going to do Spock versus Kirk. Spock cool. versus Kirk. I'm going to predict here. I've not listened all the way through the audio, but I'm going to predict that this is... It's got it. All right, let's see. Anyway, you are listening to Hardcore. Live on Versus the World Radio. And here comes Spock versus Kirk. What?
Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually hardcore, excuse me, hardcore, continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com, as we cruise mightily on into the Nerds with Opinions segment. And we've already sneakily brought someone onto the line in order to test the new rig. Hi, you're on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? This is true. True, hey, true. as opposed to false. Yes. And what is your opinion on today's call-in topic? Well, I mean, basically, they do bring certain things forward, and they do make sure people know about certain things, such as the SOPA stuff. And Now, as far as Disco Daddy attack, eh, whatever, I'm not sure about that. That, but I, what I'm actually very surprised is they seem to be lying very low in the political in the current political things, except for that alleged thing with Romney's taxes being held hostage, which we will see if that's actually real we'll or see, not. Yeah, we'll see if that come, turns yeah. out to be true or not. Ah, true. See what I did there. Ah. Ah. Funny. What? I just work here. <laughs> but that's but like uh, they have their place, but unfortunately, sometimes they just go too far. Well, individual but, uh, members may go too far. Yeah, it's a matter of you know, de- decoding what is the statement. And I'm having trouble decoding what is the statement behind the GoDaddy attack. If indeed it was an attack, as GoDaddy claims, nope, nope, it wasn't a hack, wasn't a hack. And this one member... GoDaddy is evil? Well, yeah, they are. We knew that. GoDaddy is evil must be funny, pure and simple. <laughs> Just whatever. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you for... Having an opinion and calling and expressing it. And Thank you. I'm going to see if transitioning between calls under the new system works at all. And hopefully I have a nice, fine one to make Daxa very happy. Hello, you're on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? Uh, it's Tech Priest. Oh, hey, Tech, Tech Priest. Welcome. What's your opinion on this, Tech yeah. Priest? Uh, it's a quite difficult subject for you first have to state what anonymous is and that's not obvious everyone is anonymous according to the law of anonymous true right in general i would say that anonymous has brought through good things in general for they open up to a wider public close down issues and problems You fell out a little bit yeah. on the end there. You lost the last little bit. Say again. Uh, Anonymous has been in generally good for they have brought out problems to the wider majority of people. Ah. So you think they're a force for good in that they bring attention to real problems that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, but they're also quite evil sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you use your powers for good or evil? Yeah, and they are. They don't have any real guidance. They are more smaller networks that operate under the same banner. But so no, no single, no single guiding role. principle, though. No, there are no. Uh, yeah, single guiding principle. Do it for the lulls. That's the guiding principle of anonymous. For the lulls. Yeah. Yeah. For some so of you them, can't yeah. say that the whole anonymous is good or the whole is bad. Some part is with it's really good. Some part is rotten as hell. Mm-hmm. Hmm. True. So it's a mix. So do you think if if you had the opportunity to completely disband it or not, what would you do? 
I would keep it. It's an interesting thing to follow. Okay. Very good. Thank you for calling in and, and gracing Dax's ears with your luscious, fuzzy foreign accent. Luscious. <laughs> fuzzy? <laughs> fuzzy? What? It's not fuzzy. <laughs> fuzzy, you, fuzzy. Be, be, <laughs> be well. Take care. Take care. And welcome to Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? Uh, this would be sick funny if you were talking to me. Yeah, we're talking to you. You talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? Hey, hey, hey. Y'all got gangs on me, son, all right? <laughs> you ain't like that, all right? Watch your tone, all right? Sounds like you're coming to us off your phone today, is that Just correct? Just recently turned into an episode of The Wire. Yes, I am, and I am starting to be more and more convinced that Microsoft is intentionally sabotaging the Android version of Skype so it doesn't work properly, but No, whatever. no, not our Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. So I saw you threw um, up some uh, pretty nice photos from your recent uh, convention attendance. You had a little, uh, little fun there. Yeah, it was a um, impromptu thing. I actually did not know I was going until that morning. Cool. So nice. it was a surprise. I went to Kamikaze, which is the Stanley Comic Convention. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met some people there. I didn't take pictures because they wanted too much money for them. Yeah. I.e. Uh, Stanley himself, as well as Todd McFarlane, uh, Lou Ferrigno, um, Adam West... Ooh. And no. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want a picture of Adam West. I would want him to say something. Yeah, I want something <laughs> just anything. Yeah, and uh, probably most importantly to some of the members of this community, I ran into Taylor Strong, who um, is the idol of every My Little Pony fan in existence, mm-hmm. more or less. And if you check the forums, you'll see the audio cleaned up version of that uh, sting that you uh, had requested. Oh. Okay, yeah, so I did yeah, I did manage to get that no recording on my crappy phone. Okay. We get what we can when we can. That's right. Yeah. So well, anyway, how, do you, how do you feel on the whole anonymous topic? Force for good, force for evil, what do you think? None of the above. I think they're just trolls. Ah. Okay. Just trolls with good PR? Um yeah, good PR, bad PR. It's been all mixed up. Um, basically, you know, they have, I don't know, I guess con a few people into thinking that they're a force for good and change when in reality they're just, you know, um, doing stuff because they can. That's my personal thing. My personal opinion. For the lulls, because we can. Exactly. I mean, probably the most famous uh, second group next to Anonymous was even called Lulz Sec. Yep. Lulz, Tells you everything yeah. you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> kind of in the name. <laughs> right there yeah. in the oh, name. Does what wow. it says. You know, does just what it says on the tin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's just that all I'm, it's not about it being a force for good, a force for change, even though some may, you know, attribute to that. It's all about, you no, know, just because we can't, you know I mean? You can't say the same group that's trying to, you know, um, spark government change is going to be the ones that, you know, steal everyone's um, user IDs and passwords off of the PlayStation Network. That's not, that's not how that works. Yeah. That is, and that's the more the lull sex splinter was was guilty of more of that kind of hacking for the sake of cracking. Um, yeah, right. to, to give the guys a black eye and say, "Hey, your security sucks. You haven't patched your servers in three years, and someone needs to know about this." But not exactly the best way to go about. 
doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so you I'll say you say so force for evil then. Yeah. I'll even go so far as to lump uh, Julian Assange and the WikiLeaks people in that same category. No, I don't really? believe Julian Assange. I don't believe Julian Assange is fighting for freedom of information. I believe he's fighting for um. It's our biggest, our big. Stunt. He's just doing it because he can and he wants to get attention. That's my personal opinion. I That's don't actually, think Julian Assange is a freedom fighter or anything kind. I want to save that conversation for another day because I think mm-hmm. WikiLeaks is another conversation and it's mm-hmm. one I okay. think we would like to have. Absolutely. Um, so you may have just plant, planted the seed for a future call-in topic. Yep. Yeah. You just made my Sunday okay. morning easy. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, that's, that's my whole opinion on the whole thing. They're all just trolls and um, I'm going to get off here less of my Yelsky on the right line. On. I've taken up enough of your time. Oh, we're, we're glad you we're able to help you get off. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, uh, That's actually what Gnome just said, which is the rigs are really disturbing. (laughs) You you planted the seed, gangster. Anyway, take care, Shikani. I think your idea of what a gangster is is a lot different than what what it really is. Stop talking entirely. Take care, man. See you later. Peace out, Brizzies. All right. Thank you for calling. You are on Casually Hardcore. Who's on the line? Hello then, this is Some Kind of Wizard. Some Kind of Wizard, testing the bandwidth capabilities of the United Kingdom. How are you today? I am tired, but I'm doing fantastic, thank you. And, you mean, Sakani was coming in from from Palm Springs, which is just across (laughs) the state line from us, and you're coming from the other side of the planet almost, and you sound fantastic. So, in case you were concerned about the the tubes coming out of Great Britain, uh, you you would appear to have found a a good large one. Exactly. Sounds oh, amazing. that's fantastic news. Now, also, I have a big, tasty condenser microphone. Oh, ah, see. Oh. He was coming in off of an, an Android phone, so you sound 1,000 million times better than he did. Exactly. Yes. So what's your opinion on our topic today? Well, it's hard to say because a lot of the time I've seen like little bits of news leaks that happen and it's, oh, anonymous crack, such and such, and his shady business deals. And that seems to happen with relative frequency, but for every time that occurs, I imagine that there are like another 20 people who have had their internet lives completely ruined by people like that. I mean, there's a lot of space for people to, to do some good on the internet, and I'm sure there's some people who originally wanted to do that and still want to, but now that they've shown that there's a way, there are a lot of people who are generally assholes and they're going to pretty much ruin that. Wait, 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 wait. you think people are assholes on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess. This maybe. is breaking <laughs> news. Teensy weensy bit. I'm sorry I had to drop that bomb on yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, tell us no Santa Claus. I mean, <laughs> I have to go have a little cry wait, wait, now. Wait, this what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Spoilers. Oh. Oh. Place. I'm going to go have a little weep. I'll be back yeah. in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. oh. So you've got mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some cases where they've done good. I mean, we hear about that kind of stuff all the time, and I'm sure it's come up in a bunch of research segments as well, like anonymous cracks open, whatever, such occurrence. But at the same time, there are people who have been like harassed into suicide and all sorts of awful things just as a result of maybe not exactly anonymous, but certainly their splinter groups. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen them do things like obtain copies of these super secret between countries international copyright agreements that were going to get enacted behind the scenes without the regular due process of law in any of the countries involved and because they shone the light on that 
things were backed off upon and went through the correct channels and these draconian copyright agreements did not go into law. Um, That's true. So some good can come of it because this is definitely information that people did not want released and it's information that had to be obtained via hacking. Right. But the yeah. question, the gray area comes from, but this is not information that should have been kept from the public eye because people were, were, were violating their own laws in order to try and enact these trade agreements, bypassing and violating their own homegrown laws to say, no, this is how we enact treaties. We don't do it secretly. We do yeah. it through due process. So, well, that's, and that's a good example where they're acting as a whistleblower. I guess it proves that bad people on the internet also do kind of include the important people as well. Yes, right. bad actors can come from any quarter. Yeah, yeah. But like any group that has power or anything that has power, there's always that potential for it to go wrong. What? You think power corrupts or something? Yeah, just a tad. Or just, it just, it, it, it's just the nature of it. Especially yeah. when in, in a group like Anonymous. But even, I mean, look at a group like Valve that everybody loves. What if one day they just don't have Steam anymore or do something with Steam and suddenly all those games you have? I mean, there's always that undercurrent of they have a lot of power over you. Yeah, I think and I just had a small it... heart attack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I can't it... lose my Steam. No. And... I think it also has a lot to do with the amount of people, too. I think when, when there's a smaller group of people, you, can't, you tend to have the same ideals. And the more people you let in, the more they may come in with a different type of idea of what the whole group should be doing. And that's when I think things go a little awry, um, especially if you're not, if you don't have a, a sort of mission statement of what it is that your group is all about. So I think once a group gets to a certain size, it can happen to pretty much any group. Like, I can't even think of someone that I think is, you know, absolutely People amazing. are a problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess some, some cases, I don't even think Anonymous is a group. It's, Maybe it's been a really long time and t since anyone that would have called themselves anonymous has actually done something, but yeah. we just keep applying that label. Because I'm sure it's happened plenty of times. Well, it's a, it's Maybe a they banner, aren't even a group anymore. It's a it's banner that was put out there that anyone yeah. can pick it's up. A, it's, yeah, it's a branding. Yeah. Exactly. But it's branding with no control over No control, control over, over yeah. itself. <laughs> right. Yeah. They'd have to do an anonymous attack on themselves. So they tried <laughs> to do that, so, you know. <laughs> That's a little bit meta for uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> snake eating my, itself. My brain hurts. Yeah. Ow. You can just rock me to sleep tonight. No. No. <laughs> Not happening. Well, some kind of wizard. Welcome to your yes. first IRC. Was this also your first live listening experience? It was. I'm ashamed to say that it's taken me so long, but... No, um, this is the nature of the beast. The borders. You are... Oh, he's a virgin. Not anymore, <laughs> Wait, you've uh, done deflowered him. You've pierced my internet hymen, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if those words have ever been spoken in that order before ever in the history of mankind. Come on, we're on the internet, of course. Yeah, they yeah. Have. Of course, yeah. rule 34, yeah. no uh, exceptions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you go straight to hell for that one. Well, you went from podcast listener to your first live listening experience to being in the IRC during listening live to call participating in. in a live call-in segment. I think you may You're, have set some kind of record. You've won. Yeah. You, win the internet. you won. You won. You won. Turn your computer off. Uh, you're done with the internet. You've, you've won. You've reached the end. 
All right, peace out, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, video wall. You got to get on oh, the video, yeah, video wall. Oh, yeah, video wall. That's yes. right. Yeah. Oh, you know, let's do that right now as well, then. All right, there you go. Yeah, one, one achievement left to unlock. So. Achievement unlocked. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank okay, you for right calling on. in. Yep, thank you. And we will it's be been my pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah. Can I just give one brief uh, shout-out? Shout-outs sure, are welcomed and encouraged. I would like to give a shout-out to the uh, game currently in development, The Old World. It's by my uh, friend Mark. Oh. Oh. What platform? It will be on the PC. Um, he, I believe he's actually t uh, spoken to a bunch of you. He goes by the tag uh, Ironstorm. Hmm. I'll have to look at that up. I haven't... Drawing a blank. Doesn't ring a bell. My, but my brain mean, is very yeah. old. And, and <laughs> Now, is there a particular site on the... <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth, woman. Sorry. Is there a particular place on the internet people can find information about this game? Well, yes, I can uh, post the Steam community page for them in the uh, IRC for you. Awesome. Excellent. And also send it in, and I'll make sure it's included on the show notes for this very oh, episode, you. which will be in, posted soon under the title Genius in a Donut. That's right. <laughs> Genius in a Donut. I've gotten my first podcast naming as well. Yeah, there you go. Indeed you have. See, he's just breaking down I barriers know, everywhere he goes. <laughs> you, you overachiever, you. In fact, I better hang up on you before you break yes, another exactly. run down another barrier. So. <laughs> no more barriers. Of course. No more Thank barriers. Thank you very much for having me. Be well. Bye-bye. Okay. Keep up the fourth wall. Cheers. <laughs> All right. We got things to say and people to thank. Yeah. As we wrap it up. And so and, does your and dog. the dog apparently the dog wishes to like, hey. contribute. Hey, where's mine? Damn exactly. It. Where's my shout out? I'd like to thank Snossages. Snossages. <laughs> <laughs> Please give me what's in the bag. Yeah. I can't read. <laughs> Bacon! It's Bacon! <laughs> Moving right along. Oh. So, uh, heartfelt thank yous go out to the entire volunteer community of Versus the World Productions. Of course. You make so much of what we do possible, and we greatly appreciate your contributions. If you would like to volunteer, there's lots of different ways you can. If you have good art skills, we're always looking for people to make graphics for the website and various shows and such. If you want to try your hand at audio editing, there's an audio team. If you like to bounce around in social media, the Twitterverse and the Facebook, put your face in the book. Uh, we're always looking for people to keep our presence lively and interesting in the very various social media spheres. Mm -hmm. uh, if you like to help moderate the forums or moderate the Ventrilo server, um, all these things are possible. <laughs> Come visit us on the forums and indicate your interest in volunteering and we'll get you hooked up. Thank you to The Rock for helping me maintain the 24-7 server. Biomed Alchemist for maintaining the Shoutcast servers. Ursa Heel for helping us out and uh, the audio department most particularly. Find us on Facebook. You can search for Casually Hardcore and you can also search for VTW Productions or just Versus the World. You can follow all of us on Twitter under Alpha Geek Radio for the show itself. VTW Productions for the network. Gnomewise for me. Izzy Grail for Grail. That's I-Z-Z-Y Grail. Daxa C-H. That's D-A-K-S-A and then C-H for Casually Hardcore. Gwenora and Iolite underscore CH. You can send us emails to ch at vtwproductions.com. Follow our sister feeds, Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Interviews, available from the front page of vtwproductions.com under shows. 
sponsor a segment. Go to the Casually Hardcore page on the right-hand side. You'll see a link for sponsor a segment. Five bucks a pop, and you can make us read whatever you want to read within legal reason. Yeah. And you can even specify what funny voice we're required to read it in. <laughs> funny voices. Funny voice. You're the only one who does funny voices. I'm going to make you do it then. <laughs> Listen to us uh, via Stitcher Radio, or you can download the Versus the World app, available both for Android and iOS. You can go to the front page of vtwproductions.com on the right-hand side, click the link for your platform, or you can just search for us on Google Play and or the iOS app store. If you like to buy stuff from Amazon, you can contribute to the station, whether you knew it or not, just by beginning your search from the Amazon tool on the Casually Hardcore page or the alpha geek page right hand side there's one for the eu one for the u.s just begin your search there complete your purchase as per normal and we will get a small cut of whatever you bought doesn't cost you anything extra yep and supports the station one click that's all you gotta do and again sadly no emperor's court this week emperor is convalescing resting up to assault your ears with strong opinions next next week. week thank you for joining us and helping us test out our new yeah, Skype rig. Slight news. This is really for gnome-wise, but for everybody. Dex and I will not be here next week. We have a football game to go to. Uh-huh. So it's our first yes, one next week. That is true. The Cardinals. So we will be there live. The Eagles. Yeah. So, yeah, we will not be around. Take one of your, you know, put Skype on the phone. I'll make sure to have Oh, yeah. Let me it. tell you how bandwidth is at the stadium. Oh, my gosh. It is the worst. It's amazing if I can a get few people, know. A few people there with phones. I'm, just a I'm tad. I'm get a tweet out. Because wow. everybody Two is checking later. their fantasy scores exactly. or God knows what else. And, yeah, so there is, it is worse than a con <laughs> in terms of bandwidth at the stadium. So I never so. would have considered that. But now that I think yeah. just how much social media has permeated, especially yeah. sports, yeah, actually, taking they, pictures, posting on Facebook. I mean, it's they should crazy. put like just an Ethernet jack or a fiber jack at every right, seat. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's why they have the actually one of the games we went to. They were selling the little device for. Yeah. Um, I forgot what it was called, but we talked about it on one of the shows. And basically, the device has all of the football games on there. Plus, it's got all your family fantasy sports scores on there and everything. But it also has a dedicated line. Ah, yeah, important. See? Um, but you have to buy the device. I think the device was like $100, and then um, it was a monthly fee of like $5 per game or something. Interesting. Yeah, but that was really cool. But that's they need to have that because the lines there are horrible trying to get out. Just too damn many people in a confined space with not enough towers pointed at the building. Exactly. Damn those other people. Make them turn off their phones. Right. Exactly. So, some selection of us will be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Not these two sports nope. fans. Maybe no on his own. But we hope to have... God help us all. <laughs> we hope to have for you guys next week the what we're going to do with this bag of oh, goodies. Oh, yes, the bag of the goodies. Bags of bags goodies. Bags of goodies. Bags so, yeah. goodies. Three or we four. We'll have that figured out. In my copious spare time, yes. Yeah. We... I said we, not you. It's not just you figuring that out. You're just going to have to probably announce it next week. That's all. Awesome. Unless we put it up on Facebook. Put your face. Or Twitter. In or Twitter. Or... We'll put them up for the all, all these other all of the above. Yeah, you never we'll, know. We'll, the information will find you. Gotta hit every. Maybe we'll make it a quest to go through ah. every kind of communication point. It's <laughs> not bad. That's mm. actually a good idea. That's we'll I know. That is, all right, my work here is done. So <laughs> I'm a strategy guy. You guys implement. Thousand <laughs> foot view. I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexter. And I've been Grail. And we 
once again are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.